on this episode. Holy Give me the green light. Give me just one night. I'm ready to go right now. I'm ready to go right now. Welcome, everybody, to episode 18 of the Green Light Podcast. Whoa, we got... We're recording a day early. A this day early, Sunday, an emergency Green podcast session we had to get out, uh, which we I assume we will release tonight, maybe Monday morning. So whenever you are listening to this, holy bleep, do we have a lot to go through. Yep. Um, if you were living under a rock or decided to take a much-needed break from Twitter and social media, we are here to update you that college basketball is in a very interesting state right now. Um, so the plan for this episode is to basically go through uh, what Yahoo Sports has, uh, you know, covered in their two big uh, reports over the weekend and and basically on Friday night. Um, So uh, before we do that, actually, I I wanted to cover one thing and how, you know, ridiculous it is. But there's going to be a lot of complaining about the NCAA, but Louisville. So Louisville gets stripped of, and this was prior to any of this actually even coming out. This is almost like gone under, like it's like gone under the radar almost. Like we had Louisville got stripped, Patino had his own press conference, and then that was quickly forgotten because of all the Yahoo reports. But um, Louisville, yes. They get stripped of 123 wins from 2012 to 2015, including the national championship. This is one of, the dumbest penalties that the NCAA gives out because it truly is meaningless. It it's is. meaningless. And you saw it from the old players' tweets, um, you know, basically mocking the NCAA, saying, listen, guys, uh, you guys can do whatever you want. I'm wearing my ring. Um, I have my, you know, my memories. I know what happened. I know who we beat. Um, now, the only way to me that that penalty is means anything is if they're trying to say that Louisville is the only school in the country that year that cheated. Everyone that year was cheating. Yep. As we have now been actually actually they're not cheating, but they are bending the rules. Everyone is bending the rules. So yep. to just like just pick Louisville and be like you guys are the ones that we're going to pen it. It's it's just classic NCAA really. 100%. Classic. No, 100%. And you look at it, the I think the interpretation they can't have anything in, like obviously they had to take their banner down. The national championship trophy, the final four trophy, all that stuff is gone from the trophy case. I saw a picture of that when you walk into the Yum Center. Uh, it's just an empty trophy case now. But now, is that also- something they make you do, or is it yes. just that they? So make it's something you- they make okay. you do. But and because I think what I what I was looking into is that if you keep it up or keep it out there, um, essentially they have the right to punish you even further. Um, so you have to take it down. But. There's also nothing that says you can't have a banner that just says like 2013 champions or just a banner that says just, like 20 – like if I'm Louisville, yeah, not, maybe if not I'm the, like the intramedia, whoever it is, I'm just putting a banner up there that all it says is 2013. Like that's all. Like Yeah, just acknowledging despite, that we played basketball of, in that In spite of what the NCAA says, um, I was reading – there was a report – or a report, um, a story that came out that said when – 
Calipari had his, um, I guess it was a celebration for his like 500 wins at Kentucky. They were celebrating not just in Kentucky wins, but his wins at UMass, at Memphis, at Kentucky. Sure. They counted up to 500. But as everyone knows, with UMass, all those wins were vacated. Yeah. Um, and so they gave him, apparently gave him a ball that just said like, congratulations, Coach Cal, 500 wins. And they were counting those. And they counted those. The NCAA said, no, you can't do that. You can't celebrate those vacated wins. You have to give the ball up. They literally made Coach Cal give the ball up. And so you see a lot of these things when these guys that have these vacated, like Bayheim, these dudes, what they'll say in media guides is uh, Jim Bayheim handed his opponents 947 losses. Rather than say he had because that's technically good, that's good writing. because technically they, he did like he gave them this many losses like Michigan still has a loss in the record books in the national championship they still have like all these teams that they beat during that span still have losses their records aren't affected so they'll change the terminology and everyone gets it like at the end of the day everyone knows how great um, of a career Rick Pitino's had everyone knows how good of a run Louisville had. Um, it's just it's just it's, idiotic. It's, it's like idiotic. a it's like a technicality it's or whatever that petty. the NCAA wants to put in there and say, hey, you can't claim this, you can't claim this, even though we all know that it happens. Yep. Um, I mean, if you if if they really and if they really actually cared and wanted to do and and this is just the punishment, not actually changing the which we're going to get into, um, but just the punishment. You only have a couple options: is the death penalty, which completely changes a university's structure because it takes away Mold scholarships yeah. it takes away money um kids can't don't want to go there your title nine because then you don't yeah exactly everything so. gets gets screwed so that's really the only thing that the ncaa has um to hold over these these institutions but it's not in their best interest to do that as we've talked about with north carolina how in god's name could you say for t- two decades our student athletes didn't didn't even have to go to class, and some of the classes that they went to were so ridiculous yep. that they basically just got A's, and we turned our eyes. Oh well, that's not our jurisdiction. But you guys have a jurisdiction over Penn State. Exactly. Not not one. Now Joe Paterno, scumbag. All the ads and the presidents and everyone else that had had something to do with that, scumbags. You guys deserve to be buried underneath the jail. I get it, but they didn't break an NCAA. Law, not one, not a bylaw, not a, not anything. They didn't break not one NCAA rule, yep. and they gave Penn State the death penalty. So it makes no sense. But let's let's get into it. Let's go right into the Yahoo. Um, Last thing I will say on yes, Louisville. Sorry, go ahead. Shout out to uh, to Donovan Mitchell, who wasn't even a part of any of the teams <laughs> where that got. He uh, his game the other night for the Jazz wore yep. a special edition Louisville um, Adidas sneaker and wrote all the names of those players on the national championship team on that. thought that was pretty cool because obviously awesome. it's a guy that he only spent two years at Louisville, but obviously means a ton to him. And, he, and uh, um, obviously not on like, not that I'm saying I'm a, I'm a Louisville fan by any means, but like that is pretty cool to see. At least yeah, a guy awesome. that like, he was recruited That's while that school, was going yeah. on. And it's like, that he it. still like has, he still has passion for his school and he cares about him. And so. Um, Connecticut kid. Shout yeah. Out. Shout out. Get him on the pod. Go Mets. Um, all right, here we go. Let's get into it. Um, if you haven't read it, just go read it. We can't explain I don't know you it. how you haven't read it. Uh, yeah, at this we point. can't explain everything, but I assume if you're listening to this, you've read it. So first, first person mentioned. Um, and let's be, let me just back up. There are clear differences in these re- in the actual kids that are mentioned in these reports. So like the first one, Dennis Smith. 
These are massive numbers. Massive numbers. Yep. These reported that he accepted $43,000 and then another report, another number basically saying 73500 in, in loans. loans. And so I know you mentioned prior to us recording that that might have been for his ACL surgery. Yeah, so he didn't play his senior year. And there's rumors that it's okay. He had, so he had already committed to NC State um, going into his senior year and then tore his ACL or had ACL injury, something like that. Um, there's rumors that basically that was a a loan to take care of that surgery. I don't know what his insurance situation was or whatever it may be, um, but basically it's like, hey, we'll take care of this as like a do good for you, and then you hopefully come sign with us later. The funniest thing about all this is that um, Dennis Smith, so didn't sign with Andy Miller after all this, which the majority hang on, hang on. of these people. Yeah. Say yes. Okay. That is a very important part for so many reasons. Say that one more time. Dennis Smith did not sign with ASM or and Andy Miller. And Oh, I, I, we're gonna we're gonna go through the list, but so many of these kids did not, which points to two things. One, you suck at your job. Exactly, and that's two, the biggest thing I've learned. From and this. two, every other agency has to be doing this because why in God's name would you accept seventy thousand dollars for someone to do something? I mean, if that's true, and they pay for your ACL surgery. That's absurd. You would owe that person a lifetime of, of debts and gratitudes and thank yous and then doesn't even sign with them. Some of these guys signed with them and then left like a year yeah. later. Andy Miller's not bidding against himself. And it's, so like the only reason is just because of the FBI – like the NCAA would never be able to figure this out because they don't have the injury section. They don't have the ability to wiretap. They don't have the ability to go into all these documents. But there's no other agency that is currently in this investigation – that they could go in and say, "Hey, I'm going to pull the, um, I'm going to pull the reports or the, I'm going to wiretap all the clients from Rock Nation, mm-hmm. or I'm going to pull all the clients from Octagon, or whatever it may be." Like, it's just ASM right now is like under investigation because of Andy Miller, and so this is they're pulling everything that they were involved in. The thing, like honestly, like you said, the thing I learned the most is that. Christian Dawkins and Andy Miller both like really sucked because I mean, like you have to all you these dudes they're bad. just giving up all this money like. We'll obviously get into more of these guys, but like most of these people didn't even sign with him, um, and, and so. And um, and a lot a lot of these documents too. I, I I remember reading. I had to read this like three times. Also, what an absolute joke that the um, the Independent Commission on College Basketball is chaired by Condoleezza Rice. My God. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> just just a joke. Um, what in God's name do you know about college basketball? But here we are. Um, a lot of these documents are really just Christian Dawkins seeking reimbursement. So this was an interesting point, and I'm, I, I remember reading it from someone, but they're Dawkins seeking reimbursement from ASM. So there's no, there are some, but a lot, of, there, there's no actual real proof. Everything's of, circumstantial evidence. Yes, there's and there's no real proof saying, that, hey, I handed this person $10,000. It's just Dawkins saying, yo, Andy, I need 10 grand back. And so that's when this <laughs> first like, report came out, and obviously it was a big deal and whatever. I didn't put as much stock, obviously, into this as to you have a wiretap conversation with Sean with, Miller, where yes. that's something completely different. Completely different. With some of this stuff, like the expense report stuff that he's saying, even though one's not even the loans, it's like the meals and stuff, which I don't even think should have been included in no, this report really to lump shouldn't. that in. But everything he's saying is basically like, hey, I did this. Well, okay, well, then now we need to see, we go to the bank records and see if that mm-hmm. money was actually wired to this yeah, was person. It, yeah. Right, because this guy, like, th- 
And that's not going to happen. These expense reports, first of all, I don't know how they're literally just using like pen and paper, like expense reports in this day. We're yeah. in 2018. But the fact he's just like writing down a number, like obviously if they, I don't know, you have itemized receipts, they have like all this, like this, this really can only get you so far. Mm-hmm. Um, going down the line, it was the next one they brought up was Isaiah Whitehead. Isaiah Whitehead. So he received $26,136 according to the documents. And then the, in quotes, PINA document says Whitehead received 37000 and was setting up a payment plan. Best part, Whitehead signed with ASM but then left the agency for Rock Nation. So what are you guys doing this for? Keeping it moving. Next one, Tim Quarterman. I don't even know who that is. Dude, that's actually, a, he was on the Ben Simmons team. He couldn't even make the NCAA tournament. There we so go. So it's like As he was, that shows you right there. <laughs> like, Tim Corbin, I guarantee you 90% of the people who listen to this podcast don't know or like wouldn't recognize Tim Corbin's name right off the jump. If I just said Tim Corbin, you wouldn't think. And so that's the thing that's crazy. A lot of these people just think it's all these elite guys. It's not. It's not. I mean, it, like you got these random guys like Tim Corbin or whatever that yep. are also getting yep. getting this money that these guys are after, I guess, hoping. He received so allegedly everything on this podcast is allegedly received uh, sixteen thousand dollars. The next one's interesting. Yep, Diamond Stone at the so time he is, was a freshman. This is something I don't even know if I've told you this story, and I'm obviously not going to cite my source, but sources. Is it big? Cat? This is from <laughs> sources from this is a couple years ago. I was out in Vegas at one of the events, and essentially, um, obviously, Diamond Stone is a kid from Wisconsin. Um, ended up going to Maryland. Apparently, according to the source. Um, Diamond Stone had already committed verbally to Wisconsin and mm. to Bo Ryan. Basically, what happened was he didn't want to announce it publicly, though, until he hadn't qualified to get into Wisconsin yet. But he's uh, like, hey, he's like, coach, so he I'm, coming, to, and- I'm coming to Wisconsin. As long as soon as I get my ACT scores back that I qualify, then I'll announce it. Because he was doesn't – the mindset be he wanted to avoid embarrassment? Exactly. Like, he, he doesn't okay. want to be an idiot and it's like, hey, I I'm going to in. Wisconsin. And it's like, oh, I can't get in now. Uh, like, okay. So he, he, right, he didn't – so he told the staff. They're kind of like, okay. No problem. Um, all of a sudden, he kind of goes dark. Um, not good. Goes dark. Basically, um, it's kind of just like not answering texts all the time from the staff. Basically, goes a little weird. All of a sudden, then um, out of the blue, commits to Maryland instead. Um, and then, according to that source, a source of that source, mm. um, talking source plenty of sources, is. source of that source said that basically Under Armour came to him said we are willing to offer you basically your own signature diamond shoe once you leave Maryland. We offer you all this stuff. So this like $14,303 is not like that's – I already thought like diamond – so obviously I already knew it from the sources that he was taking cash. This is something completely different. But it shows you it's not just like this fifteen k. These guys are in so – like none of this even involves any of the shoe company stuff. I know. Like none of this even involves Adidas hopping in or Under Armour hopping in. But it shows though how – this stuff can sway a guy yep. to go completely through it. Like with we'll get into the DeAndre Ayton stuff. There's an interview from like a couple years ago. He's like, it really doesn't matter to me where I go to school. It wouldn't matter to me. It wouldn't if matter I was to me. 100K. He's like, but my mom really liked the um, ha- really. My mom really felt comfortable, and she's a very religious lady, and felt very comfortable with uh, with Coach with Miller. Coach Miller. I feel comfortable. There's just if so I many had six things. Figures that, yeah. as well. I would it's feel just, very religious. These are and just very other factors that are trying to sway them to go a certain way, and. Just, I mean, the ASM stuff, I mean, it didn't see. Like, obviously, Bam Adebayo is the next one down. Yep. Who got $12,000, and it's Ready? identified. Say it. Say it. Did not sign with ASM. Oh, my God. There's a later reference Adebayo saying he received 36500 in his bad loan. Like, what is that So, mean? like, that just means, like, they basically said, hey, I'll give you this now. You got to pay it back. 
And then didn't. He's like, nah, I'm going off the ground. I'm not signing with you. And he's like, I'm not paying that back because they Why have would they you? have all the leverage. Why they have all the leverage. It's like, oh, you know, like, you're gonna say something? All right, I'll say something. You yeah. gave me the money. What are they, like, I didn't do anything. I'm in the league now. I don't yeah. have any like good yeah, luck. Like, and the last one, which was interesting, Markel Fultz obviously went on to be the number one pick, uh, received $10,000 according to the documents. Also, best part, did not sign with ASM. And it's noted for shoes, which was the interesting on, thing on there, too. Imagine receiving $10,000 worth of shoes. I'm just trying to get the OG Red Toe ones right now, and I can't <laughs> even get my hands on them. How? This dude gets ten k worth of sneakers. And that's just like the, the tip of the iceberg with stuff. Obviously, yes. there's a ton of like balance sheets and the, um, and the reports. Um, the one that drives me crazy about so that moving on from like the loan stuff that that was basically that, that pointed at, um, is the dinners and the dinners is where there's a lot of different, um, a lot of different schools are named and I felt like they just wanted to name drop to make it a juicier story. Like they name drop Duke, they name drop mm-hmm. North Carolina, they name drop, um, in Virginia and, um, it's interesting because at the end of the day, um, we don't know if the bill was split. We don't know if they pay for anything. We don't know if it even actually happened. They, um, it's so easy. Like right now, if I'm 18 years old and Ian, you're an agent and we go out to dinner and then you write on a piece of paper, $400. How can I not just say, oh yeah, I paid 200 for mine. I'm good. I paid for my meal. Yeah. What and what are you going to say to me? It's honestly like just like the Jay-Z uh the Jay-Z bottle service check that went viral like a week or two ago. Everyone was giving him uh, a bunch of crap cuz he, he didn't tip 20%. He didn't tip 20% and it's like Okay, he could have paid in cash. He could have tipped extra in cash. And first of all, he, he tipped eleven thousand dollars. Exactly. Yeah, whatever. But, but it's just a picture. Like it was all Ace of Spades, correct? It was all Ace of Spades. So yep. he owns Ace, Ace of Spades. Spades, and it was guerrilla marketing. It was just like, all right, now it's like yeah, out there. But, now here we're talking about. But essentially, like you don't know the full story of that, and it's the exact yeah. same thing with these dinners. Like the thing, obviously, if anyone that listens to this podcast knows, I'm as big of a Virginia fan as you'll find. I woke up seeing it was like Malcolm Brogdon, the absolute last person <laughs> you'd ever expect yeah. um, to be involved in this. And basically it says Malcolm Brogdon's mom it was a $64 meal at the Ritz-Carlton. And the timing that it lined up with was the ACC tournament of his senior year. So in D.C. So I went and looked literally at the ACC tournament. Or at the Ritz Carlton in DC's like menu. Because of course you did, because you're a dedicated podcaster. Exactly. And you're and I very did good my at what research. You do. I did my research. Every <laughs> single entree there is between like thirty-two and like fifty-eight dollars. Mm. So unless they just had apps That's and a couple drinks, restaurant. or even if they even had dinner. So Malcolm Brogan's mom came out and said, like, I don't ever remember even talking to this guy. I don't ever remember being at the Ritz Carlton. It is very pos- possible that. Christian Dawkins could have just like been at the ACC tournament, seen Malcolm Brogdon's mom, said, "Hey, like I'm Christian, like I'm involved with ASM. Would love to talk to you about Malcolm. I'm waiting for a table. That, yeah, I'm waiting for a table. Yeah, I'm waiting for a table right now, and then write it off as a business expense. Yeah, whether they did talk or did not talk, there's absolutely zero proof that that even happened. And then obviously, what and everyone this is a perfect segue. Exactly, is what people don't realize. I'm going to say – so there's going to be – this could be a little confusing. But there is a bylaw in the NCAA's book that no one reads. And the bylaw is 16.01.1.1. means nothing. But it's about impermissible benefits. So it says, 
unless otherwise noted for violations of bylaw 16 in which the value of the benefit is $200 or less. So basically, if a student athlete received an impermissible benefit of $200 or less, the eligibility of the student athlete shall not be affected. Shall not be affected. Okay. Now, period. Under the condition that the student athlete's repayment of the benefit to a charity of his or her choice. Yep. So, if Malcolm Brogdon was a senior in Virginia and an agent took him out for $199.99, if he took that money and donated it to uh, the YMCA, he's good. How ridiculously absurd is and that? And that's, that is my biggest problem with this Yahoo report is that you're lumping that. You're lumping Wendell Carter. You're lumping Tony Bradley. All these guys in. that, that was And the there's exact- no dollar amounts to them. Those are just names. Like I haven't seen. Any- well, There's- no. The apparently the the Tony uh, Tony Bradley one apparently was after he declared for the draft. They yeah. had a pizza party for him where they literally bought Little Caesars pizza, hot and ready freaking oh, pizzas from God. Little Caesars. They bought pizzas and it was just like awful. celebration. So there's no context to that. They're like, they, yeah, they list like, yeah, they paid for this dude, but he was already declared for the draft at that point and they bought him a bunch of pizzas. And, and- that's another good point too. Is when did all these meetings happen? There's not too many date now. There's like time periods. Yeah, there's time so you period. can then cross-reference and say, all right, then this kid must have been uh, at school or in school. But, I mean, that – the, s- the bylaw of 16, that, that's a very interesting thing that the NCAA does because they – that by default and by the letter of the law says agents can meet with players. Yep. They can you can receive impermissible benefits. That is what that law yes. says. That is what it says. As long as it's under two hundred dollars. So, for the for I mean, and and Mark Emmer, we'll end with Mark Emmerich and his his oh my god his absolute lunacy lunacy yes absolute lunacy. But that's basically saying yeah yeah, yeah no no problem just keep it under one ninety nine. So you're basically saying why wouldn't I go to an agent and say hey I need um. 400 payments of the next year under $199. Now, I understand I got to pay it all back. Yeah. I, I won't, and I'll be gone in the NBA by then, but do that. Yeah. Do that. Did you, I'm guessing you saw Coach K's press conference after the game yesterday where he talked I, about Wendell and his I, family. I did, and this I want to kind of lump this in with all of them and the people's reactions, basically. Like mm-hmm. DeAndre Ayton playing. Yeah. Sean, Sean Miller not coaching, but Wendell Carter playing. The USC kid, uh, I think yeah. one sat and one played. Yeah, it's, that was yeah, a th- weird Because there was a bunch. There was, but, but there was a bunch there. But my point with Wendell with this under $200 is that it was a fully legal meal. Yeah. Where also, it segues right into Christian Dawkins. The da- Wendell's dad basically got a bad, bad vibe from Christian Dawkins and like left. Like, have, like didn't even eat. Like, the mom stayed and talked to him, but basically they're like, yeah, like, Wendell didn't even know this happened. We sat down with this guy. I was like, hey, I'm interested in, like, helping your son in his career. I'm we work with ASM. So they, like, had dinner. Like, Wendell didn't even have any idea. The dad got a bad vibe, as he should, from, like, Christian Dawkins, and he left. The mom, like, said, at eight, but then it was nothing. It wasn't like Wendell Carter was, like, getting taken out to, like, yeah. Five-star steakhouse, wine and dine. Say, hey, I'm going to give you a hundred grand cash, like Brian Bowen or something like that. This is something completely different. And the fact to lump that stuff in, I think Yahoo wanted to make it a juicier story than they yes. than it was. Yes, and so they used that stuff. Yeah, I, um, I think in the and and we haven't said this yet, but this is this isn't the report that we've all been waiting for because coaches can 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 still claim that they didn't know. 
Yeah. And I honestly, like, why would Coach K or – now, I'm not even going to say Izzo or Villanova because that's another point that's that we need to make. Yes. But why would Tony Bennett know that Malcolm Brogdon's mom said hi to an agent in a lobby maybe? Like, or Wendell Carter met – and if these kids are already committed, then, then there's really no point in finding out. Like, why would Wendell Carter say anything to anyone? Yep. And it's interesting. Tony Bennett, after they played Pitt last night, um, he came out and said before, he's like, I want to just make a statement on this. All the stuff is going on college basketball. I hope it gets cleaned up. But he's like, I've known Malcolm Brogdon's mom for eight years. She is one of the most, he said, honest and like thorough. She's like a, she's a doc. She's a doctor. She's a professor at like a university, I think in Atlanta. Very and like thorough. About your and he was like, I, there's no one basically that I would like put my faith behind more than her. And she basically says, like this didn't even occur. He goes, first of all, it wasn't anything recruiting wise. It was like Malcolm's like senior year that like That's the big point. And it's like he's like, so like obviously he's like, I'm focused on like getting our team to like he goes, we just won the ACC outright. I want that to be our focus and like getting hitting our stride and our peak for the tournament. And he's like, but like this is something where like it's a non-story. This is it's damning on shoe companies and agencies. This is not damning on college basketball programs. It really isn't. Like I'm Chris Mack, basically Chris Mack has been the only one to really come out with like a real, now coach K finally did. Tom Izzo mentioned it briefly today um, that basically said, I don't know Christian Dawkins. I know his pops. I had nothing to do with this. Basically the, the, the sentiment of his, his um, response. But noting on that, because I I try to change it, Christian Dawkins is a 24 year old (laughs) virtually like, I don't want to say nobody because that's like pretty demeaning, but he like Christian Dawkins like. Dude, who are you? Like, yeah, like, so the weird thing a lot of people don't realize, um, Christian Dawkins, so he said he knows his pops. Christian Dawkins' dad coached uh, Draymond Green in high school, and I guess he's a pretty well-known high school coach and well-respected. Um, so he obviously has that Michigan State connection. Also, Christian Dawkins' brother apparently tragically died at a uh, Michigan State basketball camp of a heart condition. So that's already linked. Um, but other than that, like Christian Dawkins doesn't have a degree from anywhere. He doesn't have, like, and he's just, like, he's one of those guys that's, like, we talked before about weird guys. Like, it's one thing. It's, like, a booster wants to be around the program. Yeah, it's a weird yeah. situation. This is a guy that just wants to be connected to, to like, these players and, and basketball and, like, in a live a way. luxury life. Yeah. Like, this dude, obviously, like, just wasn't good enough to play. Yeah, obviously, I, I don't want to say he's, like, not smart enough Couldn't to go to college because it's kind of, like, uh, that's demeaning, too, to say that. But, like, the dude... It's just like I'm gonna find a way in to like sneak my way into, and this is the quickest way. Yeah, this is just, the quickest way. You just build relationships with people in the way any way you the can. Quickest, and like obviously, I think it shows. Um, I I don't even know how to describe it, but Andy Miller, like I think it takes a lot away from him as as what was should have been a well respected agent. Like dude, he had Kyle Lowry and Chris Porzingis as, as his clients. Yeah, no. Why are you pulling like a twenty some year old kid with no background, with no education, to basically do your groundwork for you to find kids at the at the base level? Yeah, and we haven't seen yeah, and it's it's and we've talked about this too, but like the fact that the FBI is somehow trying to pin this on Christian Dawkins. Like we haven't ah. even seen like Christian Dawkins and four assistant coaches. Like what are you nuts? What are you, absolutely nuts? Those are the five people that you're going to claim yeah. know everything? Now, as, and as I say that, I'm, I'm hearing people be like, yeah, but you just said coaches could, may not have known. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's a difference between a, a head coach knowing whether or not one of their players met with an agent and 
what Sean Miller allegedly did, which is on the phone with the agent saying, we are willing to pay X, Y, and Z to get a player. Those are two completely different stories. So, yeah, moving on to that, though, yeah, I, I want to just yes. get into Sean Miller yes. now because obviously all the rest of that stuff, it's all kind of lumped together. Like I said, it's circumstantial evidence that maybe you can – that will help Try you. You can pull together. more. You can pull more stuff out of it. It's like maybe if they dive into that, they can find or see. They can find like wire transfers. But the biggest thing that came out, obviously, which I said from the jump, was ten times bigger than the whole um, expense reports leaking. Is Sean Miller? Um, basically, there's a report we haven't heard it yet. Like no one's heard the audio, but um, ESPN reported that Sean Miller is on the phone basically arranging a $100,000 payment to secure uh, DeAndre Ayton, who, as most of you guys I'm sure know, is projected top three, most likely overall number one pick. Um, and not only does he say, um, like, to arrange that, they ask him, they're like, what, should I go through an assistant? Or he's like, no, go through me. Where Sean Miller, who already, Book Richardson, is already the, one of the first names that came out back in the summer, um, Sean Miller's assistant, Basically, was involved in all this, got cuffed by the FBI. Now, Sean Miller, who has said he's been innocent from the jump, in this conversation, is like, no, go through me. Like, I'm going to take care of this money. I'll, I'll take care of this hundred grand um, to make sure Aiton's playing for us. What I thought was very interesting with Miller's statement, you know, and he says when he, when he said that he wasn't going to coach, um, his quote is, I believe it is in the best interest of our team that I not coach the game tonight. I continue to fully support the university's efforts to fully investigate this matter. And this is the most important part. And I'm confident that I will be vindicated. That's a hell of a statement you after to. the FBI basically says, gotcha. He's basically saying Yahoo or ESPN's making up this story that he uh, – and who was it? Was it Mark Schleybaugh? Who was the guy? Yeah, that, Schleybaugh, Mark, was, the Schleybaugh guy. was the guy that um, they reported basically saying that – this is coming out of out of no. It's completely out of the blue, um, which is pretty pretty crazy. Like if you're just gonna say this is a hundred percent false, um, I mentioned earlier DeAndre Ayton. Like obviously top kid, he was ranked like fourth in the country in his class. He looked at they listed him. He went to high school in um, in Phoenix, um, and so obviously had that that connection there. But I think he looked at Arizona, Arizona State, Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, Maryland. Um, where, like, the big-time programs are involved. Obviously, I mean, the kid is legit, and I feel like um, it came down to – and even crazier, when you look at his 24-7, obviously the, the predictions I don't put a ton of stock in, but the predictions before he committed, everyone is 87% chance of him going to Kansas, 13% chance of him going to Kentucky. No one predicted him to go to Arizona, so even though he's goes, from, from Phoenix. And um, the interview we said earlier, he was quoted saying, I, it really doesn't matter to me where I go to school. Everything all kind of lines up, and, and it's all – it wasn't surprising for me because everyone with Arizona being involved from the jump – um, the fact that like Sean Miller is going down in this isn't really that surprising, but um, it shows you that this type of evidence, a head coach saying, I will pay $100,000 to this kid, funnel this to this kid to get him to come is very different than the original Yahoo's uh, report of like maybe a couple loans from Christian Dawkins or a meal and here and there. This is something that is actually serious and it's actually happening across the country. 
<laughs> I think I think we I think we get to um, a point now with all of this stuff coming out where ev- everyone's a little confused because of how disjointed um, the reports are, you know, and 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 like we said earlier, this isn't damning to programs yet. Now, certainly Arizona does not look good in the a truly a players program um, does not look good. They certainly look the worst. And, and if that's the case, then yeah, then NCAA probably will punish them. But everyone else is, is completely different. And for all the guys that are in the league, wh- I mean, who cares? I mean, they're literally gone. There's nothing you can really do to them at this point. Um, I do want to go over Mark Emmert's response, who is a complete jackass. And the NCAA is Remember, the NCAA is a nonprofit. Just yep. so you guys all know, um, I won't read the the whole um, response, but his quote: "These allegations, if true, point to systematic failures that must be fixed and fixed now if we want college sports in America." Yeah, you asshole! You are the person responsible for the systematic failures. And I'm going to continue the quote now. Simply put, people who engage in this kind of behavior have no place in college sports. Again, your fault. They are an affront to all those who play by the rules. Again, your fault. Following the Southern District of New York's indictments last year, the NCAA Board of Governors and I formed the Independent Commission on College Basketball. Of course you formed a commission. Chaired by Condoleezza Rice. Blah, 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 blah. That goes on to basically say, yeah, we're going to look into it. Oh, we've known this is going on. We put the people in place to clean this up. We, I, I mean, I could go on for another hour about how much this guy is a hypocrite and he has no interest in cleaning up the game because he makes $1.9 million a year and it's not in his best interest to do that. Um, I have two thoughts on how to fix it. Everyone has ideas. Everyone has, Jay Billis obviously has been who like literally yelling about this for, I, since he's been on air, I think. To me, there are two solutions. One which I think Jay Billis is for, you go full open market, you, you delete the rule book, and players are allowed to uh, basically meet with agents early and often. They can go test their market value. They can sign. They can uh, have meeting, everything. You know, just completely blow it up and basically get rid of amateurism. That concept by the NCAA would go away. I don't, one, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I don't think it's realistic yet because colleges aren't there yet. You know, no. I, I just, I just don't think we're there yet. I think step one uh, is much more reasonable. My, my, my other thought is, and I don't know if we've said this on the podcast before, but before you go full open market, you basically have the same setup in place and you go to school, however long you stay. Um, you know, let's say I, I, I go to uh, Michigan State. I play for two years, um, and upon graduation, I would receive a check. Mm-hmm. Now, how that money comes to fruition is this. While you're at school, however many jerseys your number sold, however many bobbleheads they gave out of you, however many uh, – if you were on a program, on a ticket – on a billboard, uh, anywhere, anywhere your image and likeness was used has to be tallied yep. and has to be recorded. And at the end, obviously, if you stay for four years, you get more money. You stay for one year, whatever you gave to the university, at dollar amount wise, you would get upon leaving. Now, this does two things. One, it keeps the NCAA's model intact because they're not getting paid. 
They're getting paid upon leaving college, yep. which is what they do anyway. Yep. So it keeps your, I mean, out of date 1907, like Dr. Ridpath, <laughs> Ohio U, like model intact. Yep. Um, and then the players get paid. And then actually they're incentivized to stay longer because imagine if you're a late second round pick and you see what money you're going to get and then you compare it to, wow, I'm at Michigan State. I can actually make more money if I stay here. Uh, It protects the kids even more because a lot of these kids don't make it to the league. So imagine if after three, four years of of college, let's say three because you don't have a degree, and now you have this big fat check, imagine you could just go back. Finish, play ball in Europe, come back whenever you wanted, whatever. Now, what this also protects, because it's completely fair, so everyone says, yeah, but the women's um, field hockey team at Ohio U isn't going to get paid. But we're opening it up to fair the market. So if the women's field hockey team after, after four years has $30,000 in ticket sales, then that's what you get. Yeah. You get $400 from playing field hockey. Like yeah. it's, That's completely fair. Versus Michigan State, you'd get $100,000, you know, whatever the numbers come out Playing to be. devil's advocate to you, yes, hit how do you say, so say, for example, like a team like Oklahoma, where it's next, Trey Young might not necessarily be on the ticket or on that, but every single game, you could say they're coming to see Trey Young. Do you do gate receipts evenly and then everything else essentially there? Or that's, I think, where you have to yeah, determine. Yeah, you'd, you'd have to create a model where, like, every Coke's sold and every popcorn is divvied up. I mean, it'd be crazy, but... Other than just completely blowing the system up, which we're n- it's not going to happen, and we're not ready for. Yep. Because th- th- we don't have any. We don't have like I love Jay Billis, and he does he does make awesome points all the time. But usually in his points, it's like this is what you should do. But then there's no like organization okay. yeah. that's going to do it. You know what I mean? Exactly. There's no one that's going to do this. And the thing that's interesting with that is like you can't necessarily like so much of the NCAA money. And it's great. We talked about before with the Turner deal comes from all these TV deals, all these things. So like March Madness, say all these teams like, you know what? I'm done with the NCAA. We're going to start like a new, um, we're going to call it the ACAA, like the American Collegiate Athletic Association. And we're going to start from scratch into his own. Well, NCAA still has the billion dollar deal or to broadcast March Madness. That's where that money comes from. That money is going to these schools. All the money comes from that. So these schools are at almost at the mercy of the NCAA. Um, and it starts from, from above. And we've, that, yeah. we've said this before. Imagine March Madness comes around. It's the Sweet 16. And all 16 teams say, we're not playing. Imagine. Yeah, that is when you want to see change. You force the hand. You got, Imagine that. Like this is getting the point. Something has to force the hand, whether it's on purpose or whether it's like just literally stuff like this, like coming out. There's not been ever as much as there's been an outcry about this. There hasn't been a tipping point no. to make the NCAA say, you know what? It's we're not, close. Is it worth it for us to change yes. the system? And yep. right now we're getting closer. We're close. And we're there's not these there, things but happening. We're close. Um, but could you imagine that? Maybe not the Sweet 16. Maybe just the Final Four. What if one team said, "Nah, I'm not coming out of the locker room until I get paid"? Woo! <laughs> Jay be, Billis would be dancing hope, on Emirates' grave. I hope that team matches up with Virginia. Then yeah, yeah, me right too. Let Duke get right to it. <laughs> I mean, play. but but seriously, that is that's how change 
That's really the only way, man. It's by the players. The players have ultimately, we can say, you know, Turner and CBS and Emirate and coaches and ADs have control. If these players come out and say, yo, if you don't give me $10,000, I'm never putting this uniform on again. See you later. Now, not all players can do that. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Central Connecticut State can't do that. Not right now. They don't have that power like, no. like a Duke or a Michigan State or a Kentucky player has. And the thing is, like, everyone wants to level the playing field, and they think it, this won't level the playing field. The high majors, the Dukes, Carolinas, Kansas, Kentuckys will always be the top programs over in Ohio, a Kent State, and Akron. It's yeah. that simple. That's not going to level the playing field like that. No. But what it needs to at least do is give fair valuation and a fair opportunity to – Access players, players involved. Yes. Yes. We should be able to recruit everyone. Yeah. Right now, Ohio can't recruit a Duke player. They can't. Now, they may be able to if all this stuff went away. I mean, imagine if an agent represented a kid in Ohio. Yeah. If all this went away and an agent represented a kid in Ohio and and said, look, I I got relationships here at these schools and, like, I think this is where you should go. Go average 30 at Ohio, blah, blah. That's so – that's an incredible point you make. And as one of the last things I want to know is Maurice and Dora played for us at Ohio. Um, he went to uh, he went to high school in Japan. He went to um, community college or junior college up here um, in New Rochelle, New York. And basically, so he had two years of eligibility. Um, I always asked him I, a couple of times, like, "Yo, where else did you like look besides like Ohio? I'm like, why did you end up at Ohio? Because he's the first Ohio player to make it in the NBA since Gary Trent." Shaq of the Mac. And we've had incredible talent. We've won. We've gone to multiple times. But like this guy who. I love Mo and I love the guys that are on that team. His senior year, they only won 10 games. But he was very, very talented yeah. and obviously was able to parlay that into multiple NBA contracts uh, and now making a lot of money overseas. I asked him, like, why did you end up in Ohio? And he was like, well, and I was like, what were your other um, offers? He's like, well, I got offered by WVU. And he's like, I could have gone to WVU, but like, I wouldn't have been able to like showcase, showcase his, my full yeah. ability yeah. at WVU like I would at Ohio. And yep. as bad as they were as a team his senior year, and not like we had an incredible run. I think we finished like fifth in the MAC, like his junior year. Um, he was at least able to showcase that and put himself in a position where he got advice. It's like, hey, like I don't have to go to um, the top, a, school, the top yeah. school. And even after his junior year, teams I know UConn, I know Iowa State. And it was thrown on the bus. We're like tampering and trying to get him to transfer there because Christian left for BC. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, it's up in the air. And he's like, you know what? Like, no, no. like I don't want to go to Iowa State and be one of the like million grad transfers they have every single year. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll at least stay here at Ohio. I'll get my like eighteen and nine boards a game, and then go from there. Like, go play overseas. The the model. That's why it can work. Like, that's why it can work. If you get if there's ta- there's so much talent in the game of basketball right now that it can work and it can be spread out, but it's just making a fair system across the board and not having scumbags like Christian Dawkins just ruin all the whole thing. That's, that's, that's what it is. Like Christian Dawkins. Yeah. You're in it for the wrong reasons, kid. I don't know what to tell you. Basketball is such an, like, I'm so happy watching basketball. And like right now we're getting to March. Like we're about to go to the big 10 tournament this week. Like, this is such a great, is awesome, it's, it's, awesome it's time. time. As corny as it sounds, like, dude, there's so much great basketball. It's such a great time for basketball. Like, 
there's kind of just like this overall not dealing, sense of Basketball's like, not dealing with the CTE, like the health issues. They're not no. dealing with like the boringness that baseball is issuing. Like basketball is in the prime opportunity to be a marquee American sport. So much talent. So much. The NBA is crushing it. By exactly. The way. We're just the uh, other, other than the All Star pregame. Everything yes, the NBA yes, is doing yes. right now is awesome. Could be rebuilt. The only thing is there's now there's just this black cloud around. Just but it all stems from the rules that are set forth. Yep. And if you change the rules and you do it, it makes everything makes everything better for for everyone across the and board. And we'll leave, we'll leave you on this thought because this was about a forty five minute ramble. But you know, I hope you guys stuck with us. What is going to happen to the game? When the legends are gone, I've thought about this for about ten years. I got a text yesterday from from uh, shout out to our boy Trevor Shanks said, "How long's Bayheim going to keep going? Like, it's like how long?" And I thought about it. I was like, "He's son, his son's coming next year, so he'll probably wait out his son." But I think there's this guy. It's like once K's done, it's like okay, I'll leave with K. Like mm-hmm. one Roy's Roy. like, "Hey, I'm I'm there's done." Only like, a couple left. Man. There are like there are up and coming like big guys, but like. You don't have the it's iconic different. like yeah, Sean different. Miller was like one of the like he had he one of the biggest one of programs the and he yeah. was like the guys and like you could even say it's someone like Chris Mack but like like Chris Mack's gonna if he leaves or stays his age or whatever it is but like the name Chris Mack doesn't resonate to a casual fan like yeah, no. Mike Shashevsky like like a Dean Smith used to mm-hmm. like even like Tony Bennett's like the closest yeah. like. I have to give a shout. Three ACC titles in five years. So shout out to my guy Tony B. Like he, you're, that's like the closest thing that you're going to get. Yep. But I still want you don't. I still want to consider them the, the same those breath are, as those like are, legendary stuff. Those are Bill hard Self. to come by, man. Bill those, Self, I yeah, guess, like is the those, closest or yeah. like you can consider because he wins the Big Twelve every year. But and another. That's one. the state of college basketball. That's where we are now. Uh, appreciate you guys for Whew. tuning in to the Emergency long pod. episode, but. Um, I appreciate the feedback. We got a lot of tweets of people in text. It was like, hey, can't wait to yeah. uh, to get the episode on this. Because I'm glad you guys are listening. I'm sure more stuff's going to keep coming out. Um, more stuff. Like, obviously, Yahoo seems like they had the access. Wait a minute. Time stuff. out. Why is Yahoo putting an exclamation point after Yahoo? That's their, that's their brand, though. Like, that's their it's, – dude, it's, it's, that's the brand. Does anyone uh, – oh, man. Yahoo. Am I, yeah. I was gonna say I'm old enough to remember when that's what that, Yahoo like, said. That's their brand. Like they don't want it to be Yahoo. Yahoo. They want to be Yahoo. 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 All right. Yahoo. Yahoo. I tweeted that the other Yahoo. day. I was like, in the midst of all this college basketball stuff, can we just all agree not to put an exclamation point after Yahoo? But I guess that's so, what we're going. Like. Keep spitting the information out, Yahoo. Just get it out in the open. And until then, um, conference tournament week, we'll be back at you guys here with actual. Basketball talk basketball on the floor. Talk. Basketball talk. What's yep. going on? Um, last Big Ten's going to the tournament. ACC, Big Twelve, SEC. They've got like one week left to figure out seedings, and uh, we will uh, we'll see where we end up uh, here as we head to March. But until, until then, then, keep the ball bouncing. Deuces. Look around me, baby. All you see is cash. Look who's laughing now. They always used to laugh. Look who's winning and upgraded from the past Just look, just look